Right. You can't talk, and I, I I did it so you can't talk with my shit. I, I got all that shit taken care of. I'm getting compliments too from the old ladies in, in the Dina, bro. I, I don't like that shit. Yeah, because you look like an old guy in the Dina. Yeah, they're like you you look handsome. I'm like who who says that? <laughs> so yeah, I can't come into your family reunion. Like, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy Pablo, aka Grandma's favorite grandson, the bearded wonder, pod boss, pod gift, CEO of this thing of ours, SMG, uh, Mr. More AKAs in HBCU. New AKA alert, Obi Pod Kenobi. Pinky's up. And it's another episode of uh, Toxicology Report with me and my best friend. And best friend, tell everybody who you are. <laughs> uh, it's your boy, best friend, aka the colonizer, aka. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> hey, why are you wearing a black and pink shirt like me? Uh, you know, you know, you're my brother, man. You gotta, you gotta... I think my guy could beat your guy. Mm. No, no doubt. Your guy died. He's never died, bro. Like he didn't he... really die. He was my guy. Was just like under like <laughs> sleep. He was like, <laughs> it was and a deep. Your sleep. guy ran from a fight. My guy never ran from a fight. Okay. Well, it depends on which. Uh, my guy was flicking peanuts through the bar, like ping, ping, ping. He was. He was. Like, like bullets. Uh huh. But then he also gave up his powers for a woman. My guy would never but do see, that. Like and that. most of our followers don't even know what that. He yeah, was. they don't know what that means. Yeah. yeah like, what you I ain't never seen a Superman movie where he was flicking <laughs> peanuts in a bar. Henry never done anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Henry ain't never do that. He ain't never drink no beer and get drunk. Right. Superman never been drunk. Yep. Superman got busted. Drinking and flying. That's the uh that that meme y'all see when Superman is sitting drunk in a bar. That's what we're talking about, people. <laughs> so, how you been, man? I'm all right, man. Yeah, a little sad, man. They got the news of Bray Wyatt, man. Indeed, indeed, and Terry. Funk. Not even and Terry Funk. You know, like Terry Ric Flair Funk. went off on ESPN today for not talking about Terry Funk, and then yeah, boom. And then they, I saw ESPN posted Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then uh, I just saw, I just went on Flair's page. He, uh, he put both pictures up. He said, lose a good friend in two days ago. And then a real good dude. And it's just crazy. So, but um, even uh, Braun put a whole paragraph up on his page. He had an old picture of him when he was fat Braun. So, fat Braun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like Bray Wyatt was that dude, man. Um, I was, I was waiting for him to come back. Because everybody said he was coming back, so I thought for sure he was going to AEW when he came back. I thought yeah. he was just, you know, but they said he was sick or whatever, and then um he was going to come back, and then I saw his brother show up yesterday, and I was yeah. like, that dude looks familiar, and then mm-hmm. they were like, Bo Dallas is all elite, and I'm like, oh, that is Bo. Now he's going to be off. He come back, and then finally yeah. get his chance. But you know, because he, he, he was Uncle Howdy, so that- that's what I understand. Like you. They're that's so that, terrible that, with their storyline. Yeah, that's that was Uncle Howdy, and so he was supposed to come back. He's really supposed to come back and start the whole family again. It's gonna be Uncle Howdy. It's gonna be Alexa Bliss. All of them supposed to come back together, and he's supposed to take the belt 
either off of Seth or off of Roman. I think that's how this is going to end Roman's thing with something like that. Um, but yeah, when he never came back, I, mean, I don't even know, man. And that's probably why they called Triple H first because he he probably get right. updates like, "Hey, what's going on? What's going on?" Because Randy's supposed to come back. Like all that, all this is supposed to be a whole thing. Randy's supposed to come back and everything. So I think I think WWE is going to go downhill now that they sold because oh, they don't have that. They don't have one person that has that control, ultimate yeah. control now. Like Vince don't have control. They just booted Triple H off the board of. You he, know, said, the he said he stepped down, but yeah, we, we know what happened. You know what happened. <laughs> um, they were like, nah, you, you're no parts of this. So right. again, it's just going to be one of those. Oh, I think, I think it could get to, you know, I don't think there's any true reality TV. I think all right. reality TV is like, Hey, pick up this glass, act angry, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it's reality, I think that's what WWE will become is an overproduced reality show where, yeah, it's not, you know, you can't ad lib. You can't, you know, you, there, there will be no more rock and Stone Cold going out there. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, saying what they want to say just to get under people's skin. Yeah. You know. But it is what it is. Yeah, it is. Um, They all made their money, so they all, they're all good. They all right. made their money. Like, it was amazing, uh, like, just to see Edge, you know, celebrate 25 years. You know what I mean? Boy's like, about to, he's, he's signing with AEW. That's what they saying, but he said he what? He said I'm not going anywhere. Somebody inside WWE said that they pretty much know that he's going to AEW because when they said what's it going to take to sign you, he declined mm. to even talk about what it would take. Mm. And they said because Christian's over there and yeah, everybody's you know, over everybody. there. Yeah, that'd be fun. He said he, he he'd want because uh you figure um FTR is over there. He partnered yeah. with them. Yeah. Um. Which McCall CM Punk just did a tribute to him the other day when he wore that outfit, the golden yeah. vampire thing. Um, so yeah, he'll he'll be he'll go over there. He'll mm-hmm. get a bigger payday for less stuff and he look finally, golden. Finally, Russell Sting. Yeah, I don't know how I ain't been watching, so I don't know how good Sting can move. But bro, he jumped off a ladder, but they they did him dirty. They held the wrong side of the ladder, so when he jumped, he jumped from in the ring out yeah. onto the table. Yeah, and. So there's they held the back of the ladder. So when you jump off the front, yeah. you're supposed to hold the front legs so they don't move. Right. Well, he la- he landed on his ribs on the side of the table, and he thought he broke his ribs. And they were like, "How many times are these stupid idiots going to hold the wrong side of the ladder?" Bruh, they got to do something because AEW ain't going to last. I don't see them lasting after these two years. I don't see that. Like, nah, they got they got so much backstage drama going on. They they don't have an iron fist like Vince. Yeah. Vince would be like, nope. You know, right. shut up or go home, whatever. Right. And and that's how I know something wrong. If if you there twenty five years and you don't want to come back, that means something inside is, is not sitting right. Yeah. You're like, nah, I'm not doing you, that. You, you see the writing on the wall now that they yeah. sold. Like it's one of those things. You don't you don't have the luxury to go to the boss and be like, Vince, I ain't doing this, I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. Now you have a whole committee that's just going right. to be like, look, it's our way or the highway. Yeah, you see they got John Cena just showing up randomly, like they got him going to go do a match in India now. Right, like and he said, he can't do it no more. He literally said it at the, when he did the twenty anniversary. He said, "Yo, I can't do this anymore." Like they don't care. But all right, brother, um, I got I got two videos for you. One I find hilarious. Okay, I want to see. I want your, <laughs> I want your opinion, and it's a lot to unpack. It's like different pieces of the video. 
So check it out, all right? Friends call me Mundo. I'm 34 years old, and I'm into pretty untrustworthy girls. I got a thing for them. If you ever been called trash, that's my kind of treasure. If you ever been called a hoe, you ain't. People just jealous of you because they ain't out there living their life. Anyways, you got daddy issues. Hit me up. I didn't know Mexicans were in Idaho, first and foremost. That's racist as shit. It is. And I'm, you know I, when you get locked up, they're going to send you, depending on what your crime is, they're going to send you to the most furthest bumfuck town that they're going to say, hey, look, Pablo did this. We're going to send him over there in North Dakota uh-huh. in a one-room jail. It's the only thing there is just going to be him and nobody else. They'll stick you somewhere. Because Mondo and Idaho don't seem like they go together. Okay. Um <laughs> him saying he like untrustworthy girls off the rip. How you how you bro, feel about that, bro? Bro, <laughs> I, I know I've known a lot of people inside that have cell phones, whatever. Like mm-hmm. these guys are gonna say whatever to get them somebody's gonna send some money on their commissary, uh that's gonna be a, a bed for them to lay their head down in when they get out, like you know, I don't care what you look like. You look like Barbara Walters, you know, eight uh, damn walrus, and they're going to be like, you're the best looking thing I've seen come through this yard in a long time, girl. He said, <laughs> if you're trash, that's my kind of treasure. Hey, hey I, I love that line, bro. The <laughs> trasher you are, the, the, <laughs> the funner it is sometimes. Bruh, absolutely, 110%. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, if you want to call me racist, you know, and if you're one of the best friends followers you probably have in your lifetime, it's cool. Uh, I'll be racist. I didn't know those Mexicans in Idaho. So, yeah. Raimondo. That's a perfect place to put it on like some like type of illegal business then. They'd be like, they'll never suspect us here. Yeah, that's true. So, Raimondo Ruiz, hope you get your lady, man. Uh, he's, Poor guy. It's 2023, whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He's it. <sighs> my man is yo they just hating on you don't don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> they hate because you living your life i love it all right here's a little question for you brother right, 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 my right, right. wife passed away and left me with two children but i just found out through dna that they are not my children i am 36 years old please advise me what y'all think he should do so there's Call a guy, Dago. huh? Call grandma. What you think, bro? So he, two children, neither one yep. of them are his. Yep. He found out through DNA. So there's a, there's a lot of details we're missing here. Like how old are the children? How long, right. you know, if they're like one and three, you know, versus 12 and nine or whatever, that's a big, True. that's a big decision difference there also. Um, but yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd be beyond pissed. Like, obviously, but again, it, you would know, you, would you like disown the kids though? That, so I didn't do that, you know. Right. Um, so no. However, um, again, there's a lot more stuff that needs to be. You know, how long has this been? You know, mm-hmm. you need. If you guys been together thirty years and you just did, hey, we just did the ancestry, and your kids right. like twenty, twenty, and eighteen, like. You know, you could be pissed, but at the end of the day, like, 
it's 30 years of, you know, it, it is what it is. True. True. That's why I understand. Like I get it. People have morals and they say, Hey, you know, uh, he cheated on me uh-huh. last year and I just found out. Well, you guys probably had sex 1500 times in that last year and did all kind of nasty, freaky shit. Yeah. Like at this point, like, You've already licked whatever germs off that's been there, or whatever. So, like, why right. leave now? Now, if he did last night and you came home and you caught him last night, that's a different story. But if you find out it was a year ago, two years ago, whatever, and you guys already had a kid since then or whatever, then, they you know. feel like they broke that trust bond with them, man. Like, they feel like they now they they second guessing every move you do. Like, oh, he usually home at four, but now he's home at four fifteen. What are you doing for the last 15 minutes? You know what Been I mean? Been there, done that. I, I get it 100%. Yeah, me too. I that's why I, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why they don't care how long it is. It's like you broke that trust. Now, I don't know if I can trust you again from this point going forward. What? Like, they could have did it 20 years ago, stopped, just did the one time. They don't care. As long as you did it that one time, that means you can do it again. I've been there, done that. I know. Yeah. Trust me. Oh. It's like, hey, who are you texting? Hey, right. just text you. Hey, you know, where you been at? Hey, where you going at? Like, why you got to go to the store right now? You never go to the store right now. Why you didn't gas at night? You never get gas at night. Like, Yo, why me. you put, why you putting like clothes on to go outside? Like, right. Yeah. Why, why you wear your nice shoes to go to take trash out? Like, whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, it happens. You got any advice for people that's going to do that? Like I just said, like, you know, love is love if if you found out it was a couple years ago and you've already done the nasties with them 110 times or you've had a kid whatever mm-hmm. think about it like you can leave on morals and like hey it's the principle you cheated i get it i'm cool with that but at the end of the day like you know if you guys were making plans going been on vacation had a great time all this and that mm-hmm. then trust is broken you got to rebuild that um but at the end of the day you, you've been with them for the last year or two like why leave now right you know i you know, your your girl might be texting her ex or something, mm-hmm. or you you know, um, ex baby daddy something like that. You know, that's uh, their baby daddy's always going to hang around. So true, true. You know, there's a difference it between it. Yeah, it definitely will. <laughs> you know, the baby daddy's rule. You know, you know how that is. Like they yeah. can always hit again. So baby daddy rules full effect always. And if y'all, so, if y'all think so, yeah. Like you yeah. can, you're always, your girl can be honest and faithful and never do anything wrong. That baby daddy rule is always in effect. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to say, why is he texting you? Why is he calling? Why is he yep. whatever, you know? And for those who don't know why, it's so they can save the body count. That's it. Yeah. They be like, yeah. I didn't want to cheat on nobody. I didn't want to sleep with nobody else. See, I've already been with him. We got kids together. We got, we got history. Yep. We got a past. We got all this. Yeah, man. Don't right, trust man. your girl's baby daddy. Yeah. That's my advice. Even, even if they arguing, trust me. They ain't always arguing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're just full of, of hope today. <laughs> full of hope. We're just, so, we're uh, just crushing people's dreams. Right. So we, we're trying something new today. Um, you know, I've known this man since we were 15. Um, we know a lot about each other. But we don't know everything about each other. So I, I thought it would be dope if we can ask each other 10 questions a piece and, you know, see how creative his questions are because I'm pretty sure he's going to ask some stupid-ass questions that I'm going to have to answer. 
Nope, I got some. I got some legit, like strictly, like if we're doing a real interview business type question. Okay. Like that people. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. And I, I got some. I got some questions for him that you know. Some I'm people, not going to ask how many glizzies you guzzled recently. Uh, or gobbled. Been, it's, it's been a while since I gobbled a glizzy, sir. <laughs> I, yep. I didn't even know it was called a, a glizzy gobbler. Now I was like, oh, it's a gl- glizzy guzzler, but nope. Yeah. You tell you have a child in high school. <laughs> yeah. I went football had a football had a uh, cookout the other day after scrimmages. Yeah, and they were like every kid was like I scared to eat their hot dog because I'm yep. like why and they were like yo somebody's gonna take a picture of me eating this glizzy. Yep. I'm like what are you talking about? Yep, they don't want to get caught with the glizzy in their mouth. Yep, the, the kid tried to get me and I was like oh, I saw you watch. I was like you too slow. <laughs> nope. All right, you go first, sir. All right, let me. Uh, I think the the first question is a good question. Mm-hmm. Who is your role model and why? My role model. Uh, good question. See, yeah, that's a good question. Um, my role model, uh, I have two: is uh, Kevin Hart and Jay Z. Um, I like uh, Kevin Hart because me and him are, I think, like two years apart. And he's doing everything that I want to do. So he's he's going into that direction of, of the business and media that I want to be in. So watching his moves and how he make connections and get and moving up the way is very inspiring to me. So he's my role model in that fact. Um, and Jay-Z is my role model because, like me, he came from the city and made something of himself when people say he couldn't do it. You know, um, and growing up, but, as you know, my family wasn't the most supportive family in the world of me. So I had to do a lot of stuff on my own. And that is the reason why uh, they're my role models. OK, I, you know, I don't have to agree with it. You, you, yeah, you know, China's opinion, you know. Yeah. OK. Yeah. All right. How old is the oldest woman you've ever slept with? You mean the age difference? Yeah, um, let's between do that. me and them, because or... who knows when you did it? So yeah, the age difference. What's the biggest age difference you had? Seven years. Seven. Well, let me let me recap you. Uh, eight, eight years. Yeah, okay. eight year difference. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad at all, sir. I was, I was I was thinking like maybe a couple more, but okay. I'm trying to trying to like off the top of my head, like I thought of one super quick, like. Mm-hmm. So then, but I yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's yeah. All right, I got a bunch of questions written down, so I'm you know <laughs> I didn't I didn't put them in the order that I sh- should have said one two uh-huh. whatever. So I'm just going to like. A fun fact, he was supposed to do my episode of questions, people, and we never got around to it. So this is this is interesting that, that this, we're getting to this point. <laughs> I guess this is one because, you know, everything you go. What, what makes you the happiest version of yourself? <sighs> Who are you, bro? Like, where are these questions going? <laughs> You told me take this serious. You said you I better did. have some good questions. I did. 
Good God. And I was like, I, I, you know, I can ask stupid stuff and you'd be like, Look, bro, what's your body count or whatever? But like, I figured this is like your question, you I, know, your, the episode that we didn't get to do. I, I've been on a lot of interviews. You know this. I've been on a lot of, no one has ever asked me that question before. That is, that's crazy. Um, the happiest version of myself. Uh, I'm creating. I'm I'm literally creating, man. I I fell into this, and I love it. I fucking love creating, man. I love getting the concept together, writing it down, putting it together, and then putting it out, and then it's just it works, you know. Like I love to put on a show to make people smile. Um, that's the professional side of me. Uh, the the laid back side of me, just sitting back and watching. Uh, Old horror movies. I'm sorry. Bless you. No problem. Yeah, just sit back and watching old horror movies, man. I because just watching that because they're performing, they're creating something. I'm in the creative space. That makes me the most happiest, bro. Oh, I got a real good question. Next one. I bet you do. Um, what makes you start creating? Because I see it like it's slowly built up for you. And now you're at a point where you're just like a super creative right now. So I think what really happened was I used to pay people like, you know, I remember when I first bought my house, I paid uh, Empire Floors $10,000 to do floor in my living room and my kitchen. Mm -hmm. They came in, boom, boom, boom. It got ruined in like two months and they were like, Oh, we come back and we'll fix it again for the same amount. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I was like, can't be too hard. Like, let me try this. You know, my dad knew how to do it. So he came down here. He was like, yeah, I know. I've done it a million times. I'll show you how to do it. So he showed me how to do it. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty easy, man. Like I made this look nice. I think I made it look nicer than them. Mm-hmm. So it, even though it's the floor to me, it was creating a better picture than what they painted. Mm. So then instead of paying somebody to do my kitchen floor, I got the tiles and I was like, I'm gonna do it myself. Like, I think I can do better than them. When I when I bought my smoker, me and Junior started smoking to me. I was like, man, I think I created a better pit beef sandwich than the restaurants I go to. When I make crab cakes, I created that. So I was like, man, everything I do, whether it's food, cooking, building, designing clothes, whatever the case might be, I always wanna or think that I'm gonna do better than the competition has, and I wanna mm-hmm. prove to them like. Why would I pay to do yourself when I can do it just as better, mm-hmm. just as good, or if not better than you? Um, so I think it's just, it was just the fact that like, I got tired of paying for crappy stuff from other people. Yeah. So I figured I can create or do my own stuff better and save myself a lot of money in the process. Nice. Nice. So I didn't even have to start with like painting, yeah. you know, portraits like you do, or mm-hmm. like creating audio or media. Mm-hmm. It just, it was just like, man, if I, I, you know, I built a deck and I was like, somebody did an estimate for like almost $30,000 for that deck. I built it and it turned out real nice and had like six grand into it. I'm like, man, save $24,000. Yes. And everybody that came over was like, man, this is real nice. Like how, who, who'd you pay? I did it myself. You did this? Yep. Yeah. We're supposed to be doing my deck, sir. One of these days. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> Okay. Nice. All right. Um, 
What's the most surprising conversation you've had with a stranger? Hmm. Damn. I went deep in these questions. Yeah. Uh, the most surprising conversation. Um, you might want to edit this and use this for your questions. <laughs> I might use this question. Absolutely. Um, so I used to be the computer tech at uh, High Point Elementary. Right. And every day there was this old, old man that's waiting for his granddaughter. And he looked like, you know, he's one of the Hatfields and McCoy. He had a super long beard. He's playing a guitar in front of his pickup truck. And he had the Confederate flag on the back of his pickup truck. I used to watch him every day for about two, three months. And one day he was playing um, Leonard Skinner or something like that. I can't remember who it was. And I stopped and I was like, I like this song. Me and him literally had a full-on conversation, you know, because I'm I'm thinking the worst because where the school is and then what the representation I see. And me and him just had a dope conversation about, like, the best guitar players that ever, like, came up in the world. So that was the most surprising conversation for me. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm not, I'm not defending anybody who has, like, the Confederate flags, whatever. I honestly don't think that the younger generation who has them, uses them, wears them, I don't think they know the meaning behind it. I don't think they know. And and that's what he was telling me, too. Yeah. You know, he got it. He probably got it because all his friends had it and thought it was cool. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, everybody gets these Nikes because everybody else has them. Like, they don't know what happened with them or they come from sweatshops. They don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't make everybody bad. It doesn't. It doesn't. And he happened to like a, a few of the, the same guitars I like too. So it was dope. And I think he was surprised that I knew as much as I did. So, um, uh, let me go back to the list. Let's go back to the list. You just made the list. Yes, you just made the list. Uh, what is the worst thing you've ever said in an argument? to a significant other. I can tell you the worst thing that was ever said to me, but um, like I, I was that guy. So, so when people say racism exists or sexism Mm -hmm. or whatever, like, so I tell junior all the time, people who who can't beat you at certain things, when they get mad at you, the first thing they're going to do is use the most obvious thing. And yep. I use this example to them. So if I'm arguing with you and I don't mm-hmm. know you, the first thing that comes to my mind is a, a racist name, right? Yep. If you're arguing with me, you don't know me, the first thing that comes to your mind is a racist name. Like the mm-hmm. only thing I can get at this guy with if I call him a cracker, honky, whatever, yep. like um, that's usually what comes to mind. If we're both, the, both two white guys arguing, the first thing that comes to mind is Oh, this guy's heavy set. Oh, call him a, a, a you fat guy, whatever the case might be. Um, so I think I've probably went down that road before where I've I've used a personal thing against them that, mm-hmm. you know, might have been an issue with themselves at the time that they, you know, they were insecure about. So I probably used one of their insecurities against them. Okay. Um, but again, like, you know, 
it's just what people do when they can't get at you a certain way. They just look for the first obvious thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you wear glasses. Growing up, what the first thing that people said, yeah. you know, hey, four eyes, whatever, yep. like, hey, you know, blind motherfucker, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's the first obvious thing that sticks out. Doesn't make them a racist because right. they, you know, whatever. It's just it's the obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know nothing about you. You're a stranger. They don't know anything about you. They can't say broke ass or. Right. You know, it's why you ain't got no daddy. They don't know any right. of that. All they all they can do is go after the obvious thing. And I'd rather him, them say that. That's, that's like don't say four. I'd rather you just say I don't have no daddy. I, I would I would have took that like okay. <laughs> like for Junior, like his thing yeah. is um, his weight. It's first thing. Like yeah. nobody's ever going to say I'll punch you in the face. They're going to be like oh, you, whatever. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, piss me off. And like I told this story to the lady who did our photo shoot for us because like, for example, last year during baseball, one of his teammates threw the ball and they threw it way over his head and passed them. Yeah. And he had no chance. There was, nobody would have caught that thing. Yeah. And the first thing he said was, I bet you if that was a cheeseburger, you would have caught it. So that yeah. was a senior. I, I, yeah. I heard that. Sir. I heard that before. Yeah. So a senior said it. And then the next play they do it again. And because the senior said it, and underclassmen thought it'd be cool because they're like, oh, I can be cool like the senior. Mm-hmm. He said the same thing. Um, so then we we're walking another day. We we're walking from the field to the car. And this kid, he was like, oh, what's up, fat ass? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I stopped. I was like, what do you say? Yeah. And he was like, nah. I was like, no. Back in my day, in my neighborhood, we fuck. I was like, go fuck him up for that. I was like, we would have fucked him up for that shit back in the day. I was like, don't let nobody yeah. disrespect you like that. So again, like two instances there where like the only thing they can get at was his weight. And that's always going to be, you know, yep. his thing. So he either has to be thick skin with it or he's just going to have to, you know, let it roll off, bounce off or just fix it. And if yep. you can't fix it, punch him in the face, whatever you got. You just. Or be funny like his uncle. Like, all right, like... And see, that's what he does. He like he lets it roll off. Now he makes jokes yeah. about it. But when I was his age, there was no making jokes about it where we grew up at. Like, yeah. it was like, hey, you, you you disrespect somebody, you know, like, you don't give me my $10 that you borrow back. That's a that's a punch in the face. You know, $2, yeah. a punch in the face. Yeah, so if you like, don't give no, it back, don't. the next person won't give it back. Yeah. So now I have no money. Yeah. So, and then yeah, I get it. Now it's like, you know, you borrowed $27 from me, you know. Oh, don't worry about it. No, that's not how it works. Like, nope. back in the, like, I told Michael, if I was his age now, I would have done beat up half his school. And dated half the girls. Yep, and you would have been kicked out and got sent to another high school. Yep, <laughs> we didn't have that benefit because there was no other high school, so they had to keep right. you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I should have really wrote these in the order I wanted to ask them, but they were just. All right, here's one, another deep one. What's something you've learned early on in life mm-hmm. that you don't think other people usually do now? Uh, I've learned to respect others. I was going to say respect. I was yeah. the first thing. Yeah, respect. Treat others. people good. Yeah, I treat, I treat the janitor the same way I treat the principal. Um, everybody's the same person to me. Um, cause you never know 
what part of life you're going to be at or when you're going to meet them again. Like, you know, I, I can meet just a regular person and like be mean to them. And then five years later, they're like a super successful millionaire and I'm sitting there begging them for a shot at doing something. So yeah, I learned respect early on. Um, I say hello when I walk into a room, um, you know what I mean? Cause you know, I ain't see with you last night, you know, and we grew up in that time. Um, you know, yeah, I just I just learned to respect people and I, I take people at face value. So whatever you show me, that's what I'm going to do until I learn something different. All right. I have I, I can't, it's two. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to say. Um, what what qualities in me? Do you see in yourself? Qualities? I can't say good looking. I can't say. They say friends share qualities. So what qualities in me do you see in yourself? Um, Definitely not smart. You're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the. I think the things that we have in common that you don't see any of the new age people do like there's no one like what I see in you that I see in myself is mm-hmm. ambition, the drive, the go getter, like mm-hmm. the, the whatever you need to do to make it happen, to get it done type mentality. Um, the hard working, like, you know, uh, you got a business going, like I got a business going, like trying to build it from the ground up. You're trying to, you know, do all the work. You're trying to be that one person, the only person, you know, that you can depend on is yourself. Like you only depend on yourself. I only depend on myself. Um, You don't see those qualities in anybody nowadays. Like if, you know, the people nowadays, they don't, they don't have any of that. So it's like one of those things, like it's a lost, the lost breed out there. Okay. I agree. (laughs) I here's a good one for you. Um, Since we know you're Mr. Casanova. Hey, yo, really? <laughs> what do you think love is? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> it's a good question. Oh. See, I, I, you told me put some effort in this, and I came with my A++. I, I asked this question three seasons in a row. I was praying to God that I would never get asked this question. Um, <laughs> what love is? Love to me is understanding um understanding that the person that you're with is not perfect um they won't be perfect um they only can get better in life so to understand that in a person is love to me because if you take the time to understand somebody there should not be any extreme arguments. There's always going to be dis- disagreements, but it should not be any extreme arguments. Um, um, I also believe that, you know, love, love fades. You know what I mean? Love, love is like, uh, what am I going to say? Like getting in the shower. You know what I mean? You get in the shower every morning. You don't smell fresh at the end of the day. You know what I mean, you got to get in the shower again, continue to do it. Like love fades and you got to continue to build that love, to keep it going, to keep it growing. So that's what love is to me. 
I, I got another follow-up question after that. I'm going to use my next one after that since it ties into it. Uh-huh. Okay. Why are you my friend? Because when you're little, nobody else wanted to talk to you. We're both. You're white. I'm black. I you know. You you lived over West Side. I was in Southwest. Like, why are you my friend? There was there was no color growing up. Like, obviously there was color, but not in my household. Right. You know, like I have every race that you can probably name in my, you know, that are cousins of mine. So, Mm -hmm. I literally have a white aunt who has a two mixed kids. A Spanish, a Puerto Rican, and an American yeah, I met kid. One. I met one. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, so back then it was just you know like where we went to school. At, like trust me, like this school, yeah. we were small fish in a big pond. Mm-hmm. Like you know everybody had their little cliques or whatever. And I was always the type of person that like, look, you don't mess with me, I don't mess with you. Right. And we we clicked, we messed with each other. So it was one of those things where it's like. You know, there was no forced stuff. There was no, um, you know, we have to do it because our parents pay for us to go to this school or because we're both white or, you know, because right. we don't like the same person, whatever the case might be. Um, and you yeah. were super protective, like super protective. Like I was a different person back then. I don't want to yeah. I was a different person back then. Yeah, you were super. Like, I, that's the one thing I remember about you in high school, like. Like people didn't mess with me, but if you found out something before I did, you would go take care of it before I even hear about it. I hear about it later. <laughs> and I think I get that from, you know, my brother, because he was the yeah. same way. Cause I could tell you stories and stories of yeah. you know, how he, he was protective with me and everything like that. And I just you know, I I tried to make sure I was the same way to other people yeah. that was you know, it's almost like pay it forward type thing yeah. or pass it down, whatever the case might be. Yeah, I remember um, <clears throat> it was a snow day. And you know how it is walking down the hill on a snow day. I remember your, your brother was walking with us, and he he said he dared anybody to like throw any ice balls, or anything at us walking down the hill. And I was like, "Well, all right, okay." <laughs> it was, and that's how it was with him. It was like yeah. you know, my friends were automatically his friends. His friends yeah. were automatically my friends. It's one of those things where it's like, "Hey, you cool with him?" Cool with me. I love it, man. I love it, man. All right, sir. Go ahead. Your follow-up question. Follow-up question. What does your mother expect of your partner? <sighs> he knows my mom. I don't know why he asked this fucking question. Um, the people don't know your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um. She doesn't. They don't. She don't want them to hurt me. Um. Then how many partners you got? No, I mean, I mean you know what I mean. Like <laughs> in, over time, like that's just the rule for her. She's like, don't don't hurt my child, you know, like, and don't take shit from him because he he talks shit. So don't take shit from my child and don't hurt him. Um. She don't expect them to be my mom. She doesn't expect none of that like that extra shit. She just. Just be there for him, love me, and if I'm hurt, make sure I'm okay so she ain't got to worry. That's all. This guy. I put my mom in this. I'm telling her, too. I, I see her I see her on Sunday. I'm going to tell her. Um, she want to talk about mamas. 
Uh, what is your mom's opinion about me? Uh, she she asks about you all the time. She loves you. <laughs> like um, again, like I remember one time growing up, I was probably twelve or so, and my friend came in my house, and he was like he was like grown man. He was like six foot something at the time, like big yeah. boy. Like he was the tough kid in the neighborhood. He dropped the end bomb in my house, and my dad just ripped into him and let him have it. Mm. And he was like, "We don't use that word here. We don't say that. Whatever the case might be." My dad was like yelling at this kid. Yeah, and because like back then it was like you know there was no again no colors in a sense, yeah. and there was none of that stuff. So it was like one of those things where like again, if you were cool with us, my parents loved you. Like we had you know friends stay at our house like the entire summers all the time. That like would stay there when we weren't even there because yeah. you know so. If my parents love you, then they love you. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, like the first day I met her, she fed me. Like the first day, no, no questions asked. Like you hungry? Yeah, yep, no questions <laughs> asked. How my dad was? You come in my house, and my dad yep. was like, "You hungry? No, nah, no, you want to eat? No, I'm not hungry. You want to eat? Like take mm-hmm. this and eat it." But oh my god, yo, your dad at the wedding, bro. Like, well, I was in tears, crying, bro. Like. He had no sense in his body that whole day, bro. I was in there laughing nonstop. Like, he'll give you his honest opinion too. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Like, he wasn't even trying to be funny. He was just nope. being completely himself. And I was like, I can't sit over here anymore. I gotta get up, bro. Yep. Like, <laughs> he'll literally tell you, like, this guy is an effing asshole right here. And then you're like, What? And he'll be like, Yeah, I don't care. It's my nephew, it's my cousin. What he'll right. don't care. Bro, hilarious, man. <laughs> All right. Um, where's your happy place? It's the best question you asked. Uh, my happy place. If we want to be honest. Your sock drawer? 110%. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, I, I have a sanctuary here. Um, my, my third bedroom is my sanctuary. Um, my home at one point wasn't my happy place. I, at one point I didn't have one at all. And you remember those days I, I was, I was gone. So, um, here, man, I'm in my house underneath my roof. Um, cause you know, growing up, we moved a lot. So I didn't have a, a place I can call home. So, you know, seven years ago, literally seven years ago, almost two days ago to the day, I bought this house. I have a home. I have somewhere stable where I can, hey, I'm got somewhere to go. You know, my lights are going to be on the air. I got air conditioning. I got food. My house is my happy place, man. I get it. So I had somebody ask me the other day, they're like, I can never invite girls to your house or whatever. And I'm like, first of all, like, that's my, that's my, my piece. Yeah. You know, like I, after my divorce and everything and all this stuff, like I know I can come home. There may be days where I'm lonely or bored and ain't got nobody to talk to, whatever the mm-hmm. case might be. But I know when I put my head on that pillow, there's no arguing, there's no yeah. stress. I got nobody knocking on my door, bringing drama to my door. Like, right. you know, it is what, like, again, same thing. Like, once I walk in my door, like, I don't have all that BS going on that other people yeah. have at their houses. Okay. 
So what makes you most happy right now? My kids. Yeah. Um, you know, number one, like I I bust Michael's balls about sports and you know, I'm hard on them and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's days we gotta get up five thirty in the morning, we gotta drive to Pennsylvania, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. We we're driving six hours a day to play ball, you know, for two hours, whatever the case might be. One game and you know, three hour drive there, three hour drive back. But mm-hmm. like I'm most happiest, like watching him play sports or whatever the case might be. Like that's my happy place. My happy stuff is, you know, just being able to see him have fun and succeed. Whether he does good today or bad, mm-hmm. you know, we might have a tough conversation somewhere throughout that day or that week. But it's to say my conversations now are, what were you thinking with this? Or what were you thinking with that? Like what what made you do this? Or what made you do that? In a sense of making sure he is using his baseball IQ or his football IQ, not saying that was a dumbass play. Why did you do mm-hmm. that? No. Like, I just want to make sure if he says, Hey, I thought this guy was cutting this way. I went that way. Figured meet in the middle. Oh, great. I, I see that. I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I understand that as long as you have a reason behind it, don't just be like, I was lost out there and right. didn't know what to do. And you know, went that I zigged when he zagged. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Two part question. And one, though, I'm not going to. What is your biggest fear and have you ever faced it? My biggest fear. Um, My biggest fear that's not realistic is me exploding. Um, I'm petrified of exploding. Um, what is that? Combustible explosion? Yeah, that, yeah. That internal combustion, whatever that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm petrified of that. That's why I stay away from propane grills. I'm petrified of the possibility of that shit just exploding and I'm exploding with it. Um, realistic um, fear is... Uh, being being seen as not the person that I am, that as a fraud or a fake. Yeah, it's called imposter syndrome, um, and I have it very very heavy. Um, I, cause you know, in school I was the smart kid, you know what I mean. So I, that's why I went to college, you know, and that's why when I came back from college, y'all didn't hear from me for a while, cause I was embarrassed that you know I flunked out of college, um, and I didn't want people to look at me like, oh, he's not the smart guy. You know, I don't want people looking at me, oh, he's not the strong guy or he's not athletic because I played football. You know what I mean? Like, so that fear of being seen as a fraud, um, I haven't really faced it yet. Um, but it's always in the back of my mind that one day somebody's going to be like, hey, he ain't it, you know, so. All right. That was fucking tough, sir. Tell my therapist on you. <laughs> um, what is one of the earliest, fondest memories of you and I as friends? Earliest, fondest memory. Yeah, old man. Use your brain. Um... 
I think uh, one of the I, I remember. I'm trying to think of whose class it was. I I, I remember when you used to have a little gold chain too. So go ahead. <laughs> like I remember when we first got in the class together. Yeah, where it was. What was it? Thirty three hundred was the level that the principal's office was on. Was yes, sir. 33? Yep. So mm -hmm. if you if you go down there one hall, we were on the right side. I think it was. Was, was it math? It was yeah. When you went down, there's two sides. The, the yeah. principal's office was here. You go down this long front. hallway or this long. Yeah, hallway. the principal's office is in the front, and there was two hallways on the side. Yeah, it was across from, I think, where Manbeck's class was. We were in a class over there. I forgot what class it was. Yeah, yeah. When we first got in there, and I was asking questions like, we just met you or whatever, and um, they were telling us all about the Excel program and, like, how we are going to stick together. We are going to be the same kids in the same class for the next X amount of years, whatever. Case. And I was like, man, I get to hang out with this dude for the next couple of years and not have nothing changed. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I forgot what class it was, but, yeah, that's when they were breaking it down to us. So... If that's math, that had to be like science then. It had to be the like science class. So, yeah, I remember that day. Because we didn't believe them. We didn't. We were like, oh, no, we're not staying together. Yeah, they were like, you might get somebody that will come in, like one yeah. person or two people here. But other than that, you guys are just going to stay together. Yeah, like Phil. He just showed up all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Popped in like a pervert. Right. So, okay. Um. My earliest one of us is what day was that? Shit. I'm I'm gonna say physics in Mr. Cameron's class. When we went to um we went to the uh the Olds game. The Oil game. game. We did the sign that says, Hey Robbie, you spat on the wrong yeah. whatever, yeah. Yep. That was and one of Cameron made us use the word spat because yeah, he made us. Was, yeah, he's that's the yeah. proper way of saying it. Yeah, uh, yep. It's either that or when we stole, borrowed the grade book. I don't know what you're talking about, Willis. <laughs> I wonder what's up. I wonder where Cameron's at. Oh uh, yeah, I wonder too. I heard he cut the ponytail off. Wherever I was gonna say ponytail having. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, how many more we got? Uh, I think one or two. So mm -hmm. you can just pick two. We just do two more. Oh, and I remember when uh, it was in tenth grade. I was with Steve. They played uh, Mississippi Burning, and Steve is like, "You trying to get me fucked up in here? <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta leave. I'm not. Don't turn this shit on." <laughs> he stole my Facebook. He's always in and out of some shit. Yeah. Steve is uh white, by the way, people. And I didn't have all white friends. I had very two nice white friends. So they stayed in trouble. <laughs> all right. I got last two final okay. questions. So what do you consider your greatest accomplishment so far? My greatest accomplishment is uh nephew. That's my favorite that's my my my, my greatest accomplishment. Um me, HBD. Yep. Yep, happy birthday, birthday to my son, man. 28 years old today. Um, I met him when he was about one and a half, two years old. Um, I made a, a decision back then that I would not leave his side because my father left my side, and it was kind of rough, and I went through a lot of shit that I shouldn't have, and I knew where he grew up at because he grew up on pacing, 
and you know how Payson was back then. He wouldn't have came out as a, uh, uh, well, is a possibility. I wasn't gonna say he wouldn't because a lot of people offer Payson doing great things right now. There's a possibility that he wouldn't have been exactly. He wouldn't be a a, a good person in society. So I stuck by his side. I I helped him. I molded him in ways and guided him. Got him to Penn State University. So. And now he's like a whole big time DJ and photographer now. So I'm super proud of that. <laughs> I'm with it. Um, this is this is not a, a personal one, but I, I would love to hear your answer for this. So um, your significant other, right? Their ex passes away. How long do they have to grieve? When you say ex, what like ex husband? Ex husband, immediate ex boyfriend. How long do they have time to grieve? Man, once the casket goes in the ground, that's it. (laughs) Because realistically, I would say you ain't got no. He's an ex for a reason, so you ain't no reason to grieve at all. But realistically. So shed a tear here or there, but once the casket goes in, like okay, active life. Okay, they can go to the funeral. Yeah, I, they were exes. It ain't like he's going. They're going to make out or anything. Like, <laughs> what if the mom would come up to her, like, "Oh, baby, I miss you," and give her a hug? You know how women are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably would. Gotcha. Okay. Um. All right. Last question. What do you wish people knew about you? Boom. I'm just dropped the mic because my questions were look at that. You're silent like, man. Um, Best question for last. What do I wish people knew about me that they don't know already know? Like, I'm, I'm pretty transparent. Uh, that is there's something. Yeah. I cry a lot. Um, and I yearn for, for hugs, but I don't know how to like reach out and get those sometimes. Um, and, and you know, not, not a hug from a significant other, you know, just, a, uh, one of those, it's okay. You're going to be all right. Hug. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I yearn for those sometimes, uh, yeah, that's that's what I wish people knew. Like, I'm not as put together as most people think I am. Like, and so what you're saying is, if you see him in the street, walk up and just give him a hug. Uh, no, don't <laughs> don't do that Un- unless you know me or if you know my name on Instagram. That because then we're pretty cool if you do that. If you know my name on Instagram, then yeah, you came like, hey, what's up? But yeah, but yeah. I hurt sometimes. So, and I'm in therapy. So a lot of things people say to me, it affects me. Um, Words matter. Yeah. But I have to be strong because of, you know, I'm a man, but it's not, not good to do that. My therapist say, so yeah, I hurt sometimes. That's all. I'm a cheat. I'm actually the same question. What do you wish people knew about you? Um, 
I think I, I wish people knew that I was a decent human being. Like, I feel like people, people judge and like people make assumptions about me. Like growing up, a lot of people called me and my family white trash and mm-hmm. always thought we were poor and we were ghetto and we we're like up to no good, whatever. But behind the scenes, I do a lot of stuff to try to help people out. Like we talked about last episode, like, you know, yeah. I try to help out little kids' elementary schools, you know, pay for all the lunches. I try to, you know, give kids stuff that, you know, help them out so they don't get picked on, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that, like, you know, I don't I don't always post or try to get credit for. But at the end of the day, um, the people that know me know. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't know me just think that I'm just, like, some average, typical yeah. jerk. Yeah. Just... That... I remember a time in in the group chat when someone said they didn't want uh, their their daughter to date someone like you, and I was like, "You don't know him very well because that's exactly who you want them to date." You know, um, you, you know, are, like people, you are amazing, bro. Like for real, I appreciate it. Like people, like people, we had this conversation a couple years ago on a different platform or yeah. whatever, like. This these podcasts, man, like these names, this you know, what's my name today? Fraud uh detector, like talking about uh best friend, whatever. <laughs> like this is this is a show, like these are personas, like this is yeah. like wrestling, like you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, Macho Man, for example, yeah. like he got on there, oh yeah, yeah like, oh, like yeah. he was all screaming up, but that wasn't him or his voice or whatever outside right. or whatever. Like Hulk Hogan wasn't walking around like pumping his arms. You get on there, they call Ray Lewis Red Light Ray. Once the red light comes on, you got to put the speeches on. You got to do all this. Like you're doing everything for a show. You're doing everything for audience. You're doing everything for you know, sell tickets to the to the event, whatever the case might be. Like baby, for the state, get there. Right, exactly. So it's like you know, people can be like, oh, best friend says this, best friend does that. Like sometimes, so. You know, we have somebody in Sarkarigans that gives me crap all the time. All the time. And I'm always like, does she, does she, does she think I'm that person, or does she realize that this is just a persona that's put on for people to laugh and smile? Yeah, she don't have that. She don't have that off and on switch. She's just her, and she feels like everybody should be just her. So. But yeah, it's an off and on switch. And right. everybody that meets you, they say the same thing to me. Like, yo, he's nothing like I thought he was. Nothing. Yeah. Like, even that, that first episode of Questions, the very first episode of Questions I ever did, but everybody who saw that, that was like, yeah, my my whole my whole thought process about him is different now. So. Yeah. But yeah, man. I try to, you, I try to keep awful. people guessing. You're awesome, man. I told you all the time, man. You're a great dude. Um, I'm I'm proud to be your friend, man. Like I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, again, like I said when earlier, like there, we got a lot of stuff. You know, we're we're a lot alike. You know, we yeah. we both picked up a, a child along the way that wasn't ours, took care of them. You know, both hustling, trying to make a business, trying to make a career, trying to you know yeah. fulfill fantasies and dreams and stuff we're like both that. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, you don't get that. And like, you know, a lot of times when you, you know, you got a group of friends or friends, like everybody has their own different mm-hmm. direction of where they or how they want to get to the top or what some people don't even have any ambitions or goals, but like 
you know, we both are always like, I tell my son, like I'm constantly hustling. Like I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul on a regular yeah. basis to try to see how I could get ahead and make that next dollar. Like if yeah. I, if I buy something for $20, I'm selling it, flipping it for 30, $40, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just making, you know, whatever the case might be just to make a couple extra bucks. Like I'm always hustling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, I was telling uh I was telling one like one of the teachers at the school actually. Like that night you called me, it was like twelve thirty. And you was like, Why am I outside? And I was like, I got an Uber to get the the rent for the studio. Like and I heard it in your voice that you was like upset that I was outside at, at like twelve thirty, but you was like, Alright, I, I get it. <laughs> Let me know when you get home. And then that was it. Like, but I, I heard it in your voice. I heard I like I heard the concern. So yeah, man. Like Yeah, so I had a conversation with one of the people in our group chat the other day, like uh, and about two weeks ago, whatever it was, and I was trying to figure out what was going on in their home life mm -hmm. that they were having such problems. And they were like, I just switched job, I'm trying to get back to the money I was making, you know, so I can get caught up. And I was like if it was about money, like, why didn't you just say something? Like, I could have helped you out with money. Yeah. Like, whatever the case might be. It's like, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm never too big to try to help anybody out. Like, you know I would never ask you. you right. Know you, you know. know so it's one of those things where, like, again, people are just like, oh, you know, when, when your friend's like, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. To me, that's the biggest crock line mm -hmm. that anybody could ever use because, they don't really mean it. Like, yeah. you know, you're at a funeral, like, oh, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah, and then you really call them and yeah. Yeah, they don't mean it. So but you I try not to be that person. I, I try to mean it. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be my business partner? Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be the face. Yeah. For once, you'll be the face? I'll be the face. Yeah, I'm tired of being the face. I'd rather be, let me in the back, though. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. But yeah, man, you're doing great, man. I, and I, I told you a long time ago when you start when you start building those shelves, bro. I was like, you got something, bro. You know, you're something in you. You got it, man. And I'm seeing it coming, you know, coming alive now, and it's it's great, bro. Like, yeah, it's just again, I just never bought into it, and yeah. now I'm starting to like, you know, like, man, maybe this is something. Starting to believe, yeah. Starting to starting to believe, yeah. We came we came a long way, brother. We did from Payson yeah. Street, bruh. You know what I mean, going up to the subway, getting free subs because we know the people in there. Like, yeah, I was just telling, I was just telling you the other day. I was like, <laughs> man, I used to after school, I yep. took the whole family up. That was our dinner. Go up subway, we knew yep. the person. Come home with like eight subs, bruh. I drove past it the other day. I was like, I wonder if they work this. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if they work this there. Like, yep. Oh, I remember when you first got your car, bro, and it, and we had half a days. I was like, "Oh, I ain't catching the bus ever again." It's <laughs> a, a long bus, lot of things. <laughs> they, they said if you can if you can be friends with somebody for I think it's like ten years, then you'll be friends for life. Yeah, we at uh shit if, if twenty five, twenty six, twenty eight. We're, we're, we're like 27, man. It was yeah, like the 20. next year. Yeah, it's like 27. Damn, that's a long time. Yep. You got to say, yeah, you got to do the eulogy now, sir. 
uh, hopefully by the time we get old, they'll find some cure that we can live forever. Aliens right. come down here and be like, hey, we got you. Yeah. I got, yeah, man, I got you. But if we don't, bear me on your tree, man. That's it. And, and build a bench with my name on it. You got to build it, though. <laughs> I'm going to find whatever whatever tree I see the dog piss on the most. Is <laughs> bro, I want a lemon tree, bro. Can we do a lemon tree, bro? Uh, their piss would be like lemon flavor, lemon scent. I'll that's do. terrible. That's, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> bear your ass in, in Moral Park. Then, then you'd be happy. <laughs> bro, I drove through there two nights ago. And like it was uh eleven thirty, yeah. quarter to twelve at night. I drove down the boulevard, man. Yeah. Bruh. They're trying to they're trying to sell houses out there, so they're trying to kick some of the people out. Yeah, bro. I was like, man, ain't no way I would get out my car right here. <laughs> <laughs> you might run into somebody you know. You might right. run- <laughs> I, I was walking I was walking down uh Wilkins. Um Cause I had did a delivery from uh, the Chinese restaurant, ran into somebody that we went to school with, totally out of it, bro. Like it's like it's, it's yeah. like a hundred degrees outside. They got like holy sweatpants on, hair not. They're totally gone, bro. Bro, if you want to run into somebody that you ain't seen forever, go down Wilkins Avenue. Yeah, and they don't live there. They just down there. Yeah, they just <laughs> down there. There or the Boulevard. Yep, <sighs> bro. Yeah, cause they stay having like cookouts at the park still. I'm like, never, yep. never. Yep. That's but on the other side of the park, white people over there running and walking their dogs and shit. And then, it's just like Patterson Park. You go to the other side, you're like, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> yep. I just don't know okay. how to do it. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else to say to people? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Um. Well, you have it, man. You, I hope you learned a couple of things from us. Uh, if you didn't, that's fine. <laughs> Tough at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, shit. We've known each other 27 years. Fuck y'all want us to do? Like, <laughs> what do you want us to do? You should have um, already known some of this stuff at this point. Right, exactly. So uh, if y'all have any questions for us, you know, put it in the comments. We'll answer it on the next episode, whenever that episode is. Uh but yeah, uh, thank y'all for another episode of uh, to- uh, Toxicology Report. We're almost at 80, bro. We're getting close. Roll to 100, baby. Um, That's what we're going to say when we're 80 years old. Right? To 100. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to all the all the people that actually know us, that went to high school with us. You know, y'all know these answers are true. Uh, well, some of the answers are true. Uh, y'all don't know the rest of the shit because y'all ain't been around. But anyway, uh, but thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. And uh, just remember one thing, you know, you're, you're not trash. You know what I mean? They just hating. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just hating because they're not living life. All right. So be safe, stay toxic, and we out, man. <laughs>